Hello. I could eat about a million and a half of these. Well, nobody's perfect. Welcome to the It's a Drama podcast. My mother thanks you. If you can't say something nice. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Hello and welcome to the It's a Drama podcast. I'm Liz and today I'm super excited because I have got a New Zealand guest. I've trapped her. She's my hairdresser and yesterday I went to have my hair cut and I trapped her and said, please, can you come on my podcast? So I just want to say, I'm just going to say who she is and then I'm going to hand you over to her. We are talking to Jen Ravel. She has She is the most gorgeous, gorgeous girl that's been cutting my hair since for 10 years in New Zealand. And I love her and she went traveling around the world. She traveled to England. And when she came back, me and her have had the best conversations about life in New Zealand compared to life in the UK. And we thought it would be super cool just to get together and have a chat about what Jen thinks of the UK and just living in New Zealand and what, yeah, just basically just have a chat. So hi, Jen. Hi, Liz. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for coming. (laughs) Thank you. So, yeah, I know. Would you just mind saying, you know, just introduce yourself and who you are and how old you are, where you live and... Yeah, so I am from New Zealand, as we've spoken. I'm originally from Taranaki here. I've always lived here. Um, my parents are farmers. And yeah. How old are you? I'm 27. Do you know what? I couldn't, that, yesterday when we were talking and you were like, I'm 27. And I said, so how old's your mum then, Jen? And you were like, oh, she's nearly 50. And I was like, oh no, that means <laughs> I'm old enough to be your mum. <laughs> And here's me, you know, I just always thought like, we were like, oh yeah, just friends. Yeah, I know we're friends, but yeah, you. I've got to say, you've got a really, you're not like a 27 year old. Is that how old you are? So 20, yeah, 27? yeah, I'm 27. And I've always been told that from a young age. You are, you're very mature and you've got like, you've, you, you, I, I don't know, I don't want to go like, you know, you're, in t- I don't, I don't mean like we can, ha- I don't know how to say it. It's just like not talking to a 27 year old, I think. I've always thought that, yeah, you were like 50. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> but it's so true. I've always, from the age of 18, I've always got Christmas cards or birth, sorry, my birthday cards saying happy 60th. Or oh, no, I've always no. hung out with older people. I've never really, I, I actually, I do have a lot of friends my age, but they all seem very similar to me. And that's how the conversation came up. Yes. Yesterday. Yeah. Of, and I must say as well, I'm going to put your photo because you look about, 13. <laughs> you're just so beautiful and you've got such beautiful skin. You, I will look at you and you're like, we've well, got this porcelain skin, this beautiful eyes and your hair is, at the moment she's sitting here, she's got pinky blonde hair. She's just absolutely beautiful. Um, and what happened is I went in for my haircut yesterday and we talked about some stuff and we were talking about, we got talking about... What's sunny. Sunny, Yeah. So for those of you who are not regular listeners, Sunny is my 19-year-old, soon to be 20, um, son, and he is about to move out, <laughs> right? So this is where the, the difference between New Zealand living and the UK living was really apparent to me yesterday when I spoke to you about this. Yes. 
because I said to you, like, I probably had big blubby eyes because I have been crying for about a month over this. You know, he's moving down the road, Jen. It's, it's, it's a massive move for me. He's moving out. He's getting a flat with two mates. And he's moving, like, 10 minutes down the road. But this, to me, is just, it's, it's and I'm not going to lie, it's really, like, heartbreaking, you know? So I came to you yesterday expecting a nice little bit of sympathy. Like, oh, Liz, poor you, your family. And you said to me... <laughs> What did you say, Jen? Um, what did I said, well, that's it's about time. Is it what I said? Yeah. Or, that's old. It's, yeah. Isn't that a bit old to be oh, yeah, at home, it. you said? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, mm. yeah. And then we started talking and you said that in New Zealand, if you're still living at home at 18, it's a bit weird. Those are the words I use. It's a bit harsh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you know... I have now realized I feel like our culture is changing a little bit, but definitely in my age group, if you're living home after 18, you've finished school and you're still at home yep. and you don't have any aspirations to leave home, it's weird. <laughs> like It is a bit. But all right then, but what about, actually, before we get into this conversation, because I know I'm going to dive deep into this conversation with you, can you just tell me, so you grew up on a farm, mm -hmm. all your life you've been on a farm? So your mum and dad were farmers? On and off. My parents were farmers, so I... From the age of seven, I've been on a farm. What sort of farm is it? My parents are dairy farmers. Right. Okay. So they worked full time? They work full time. I have three brothers. Yeah. I have one older and two younger. And my responsibilities were I cooked and cleaned. I helped my brothers with their homework. And it's kind of like the old school bring up, really, being on a farm. And I learned to drive at the age of seven. Seven, really? Yep. As soon as we're on the farm, I was driving from one little the house to the cow shed which was maybe a 102 meters worth of road so you know I had to learn to well change gears I couldn't really see I had pillows to, to be able to drive to be able to help my parents out when they needed me on the farm right so do you know what I'm so <laughs> embarrassed now because what did I say to you when I left the hairdressers yesterday I'm like Jen would you come and do the podcast if you don't drive I can come and pick you up and you're like I drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been driving since the age of seven, Liz. Thank you. Oh, oh how embarrassing. Dear. Oh, wow. So, yeah, my, I feel, well, for myself, my experiences are different, but also very similar to everyone else in New Zealand. So I was telling someone the other day about my first pet when I was three. So I had a pony and I had a kitten. These were my responsibilities. Like, I'm not joking. Yeah. So... I really wanted these when I got these. My parents wouldn't do anything for them. So I had to feed them every single day. And if I didn't feed them, they wouldn't. And I'd know about it. Yeah. So it's interesting when I hear people say they're going to get a um, whole other conversation. Pets for their children. Yeah. And then they say they're looking after it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That would never happen for me. No. No. <laughs> and I think this is – I think this leads on as well to what we were talking about yesterday – about the whole, um, I feel like New Zealanders are just more, I don't, I don't know what the word, I don't know if it's like savvy or I don't know, like just more grown, just more independent. I think independence is the right word. And yeah, I we definitely are a little more, compared to when I was in England and noticing people still at home around the age of 27, the age I am, and they've never left home. Mm. I was horrified. 
Okay, look, I'm jumping ahead. So you're living on this farm. You're seven driving your tractor around the field with your brother and your pony in the trailer. And you're just, you know, you're just, you're going to school in New Plymouth. Is that right? Uh, so I originally went to Ocado. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's where my mum lives. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then it changed to Coastal Taranaki School. Right. And then my parents moved to Leperton. Yeah. And then I went to Inglewood High School. Right. Okay. So Inglewood is a, it's a, it's a small town, isn't it? Just yeah. outside New Plymouth. It's nice, Inglewood. I like Inglewood. It's nice. And they've got all those fairy lights, haven't they, hanging in the trees? Oh, they do. Things. They do I get quite it. excited for seasons. Yeah. Americana, it's really cool to drive around there yeah. around and this don't, time. Don't you think Inglewood looks a little bit like European? I don't know what it is. They're trees and they've got that train track. And they do. Yeah. Yes, I've I, never thought that of little it, theater, really. And I just like it. I really like Inglewood. So Inglewood, for those of you listening, is, yeah, just like, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes outside New Plymouth? It's exactly 12 minutes and something. I remember time when, <laughs> when I was... What, your tractor? <laughs> <laughs> Driving, you know, into, yeah. into town, to because that's what you're going to do when you're 16. You're too, too excited to get to town. Right, so. okay. So you're growing up on the farm, and then you get to be 16, and you decide to be a hairdresser, is that right? Yeah, so I had lots of decisions to make and I loved school don't be me wrong I did enjoy it a lot but the opportunity came about we have this thing called gateway mm -hmm. uh, where you know what gateway is mm -hmm. perfect so but can you just explain it anyway so gateway is a subject that you can do in school where you a lot of people say you get the day off school and you work mm -hmm. so you in a career path that you may want to do and uh, so I chose hairdressing um, I did choose a couple other ones, decided last minute, no, hairdressing's where I want to be. Right. So I got this placement at my first salon, um, Key Lime Pie, is what it was called back then, and it was in Maryland. And that's where I, so I was 15 at the time when I first started working there, sorry. Right. And yeah, this is where I got offered an apprenticeship, right. which is, I decided to take up, but I wanted to make sure I was if I wanted to change career paths, I needed my NCA for uni. Yeah. So I passed those, as I was telling you yes, yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah. So like as a backup? As so a backup, yeah, just in case I wanted to yep. change. And, yeah, I started my apprenticeship um, right. at the age of 16. And do you, where do you want me to carry so on? So then you went – so you were hairdressing at 16. You stayed in New Plymouth hairdressing, did you? Yes, yeah. And then you uh, you got married quite early, didn't you? Yeah, so I moved out of home at 17. Right. Uh, me and my partner at the time, we bought our house at 18. See, that is so young, I think. Anyway, we'll go back to that, yeah? Let's yep. just do your story, yep. So you... And then I'm qualified. Yeah. And then I got married at what, 21. What did your partner do? He's a roofer. A roofer, right, okay. Yeah. So just hold that space a minute because we'll move on from there. But did your parents ever say to you, why don't you want to work on the farm? No, no, not at all. Um, I feel like it could be. No, they never actually no. asked that question. That's interesting, no. then, isn't it? So there was no pressure ever there. I've got to three brothers, I guess, you know. If Did one they take of... over the farm? No, not oh. at all. <laughs> Poor mum and dad. So they're so still there now. They're just uh, <laughs> share milking now. So right. it's, um, and they have 10 acres instead that they own of their own, um, which we all kind of want to build on. Right. They're not going to let any of us build on that land, oh. but we would love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so in your friend group, was it, because I know, again, we were talking about this yesterday, and this was, I love this subject, trades, you know, leaving yep. school and getting a trade. 
Um, so in your friend group, did everyone do that? Or did people, did most of them go to university? Or because you say your husband was a tradie and... Yeah, so there definitely is... If you're going to leave school, you have to have a trade. That's kind of, I don't know where this has come from, but that's what I hear from every parent in right. New Zealand. They say, if you don't like school, you need a trade or you're staying at school. So a lot of children was what you'd call them, but for me, they're young adults, right? Yeah. Um, so a lot of these 16 to 18-year-olds would be finding career paths to go down normally in the trade world, right? or they stay at school and then they go to uni. Yep. So it's kind of the paths that we take. And, and I, think that's, I, think that's a, I think that's a brilliant path. I really do. And I feel like for some of these, and I don't know if it's our culture and the way that a lot of our parents or it's just how we all or our grandparents maybe did a trade and then then their children would go to uni and then their children be in the trade. It's quite interesting. It's like a little pattern happening. Right. But... Yeah, it's if you don't like school, you're going to get out and you're going to do a trade, or you're not, or you're staying at school. It's kind of like you choose. Yeah, and that was like an unwritten rule sort of thing. Yeah, it, it really is. And they talk about it. They talk about it at school, and they talk about it within my parents' friends group as well. Right. So that's not, interesting. That's really interesting. It is really interesting. So my older brother, he's a builder. Yeah. Um, I think I believe he left school at seventeen. Right. To become a builder, mm. my brother underneath me he did stay at school mm. and he went off he became a bricklayer that's what he became right. he was a bricklayer yep. and then he went to Australia and worked in the mines mm. and now he's come back and he's a roofer mm. so yeah he worked with works with my partner but don't, don't you find now though this is what I find and uh, we were talking about this yesterday again I don't know if this is a, a cultural thing a UK and a New Zealand thing and I don't want to go, ooh, you know, the youth of today. But we were talking about this yesterday, weren't we? We were, we were. And it's like, if you say to a kid now, or not a kid, you know, like a 16, 17-year-old, well, going, we've said it to like Sonny, it's like, you know, you should, because Brian's a plumber, train, get you, get a trade, and then you've always got it. Yep. Oh, no. No, 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 we're not going to get a trade. We don't want to get a trade. Like, you know, it's just like, I don't know, there just seems to be that... I get it, you know, I know that there are lots of other things that they can be doing, but I don't know. I'm where I, I I know so many people in New Zealand that are tradies, and I don't want to say that tradies are oh, how can I say this without sounding You can say this. Look down. Yes, all right, thank you, Brian. Yeah. In 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 England that that it it is, well, isn't it? It is. In England, if you're a tradie, it's like you look down upon. I'm sorry, but you are. I know, I know this because Brian is a plumber and you can verify that, can't you, Brian? You come over here to New Zealand and you're a plumber and it's like, well, yeah, oh, oh you're a tradie, mate, are you? Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's normal. It's just like, isn't it, Brian? Am I right? It's accepted. It's accepted. I it's feel just... it's quite interesting you bring this. I, another subject, but in New Zealand, it's a life skill. You have to have something to help other people out. So we give and take a lot here. Do you find like, yes, not sure if you've found Brian, maybe people know you're a plumber. Maybe they'll ask you to do something and then you'll do something. Well, you know, you share and give and take yes. quite a lot. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I feel like I'm going to call it survival skills. Being a plumber isn't a survival skill, but it's incredible to have. And I love knowing a lot of tradies mm -hmm. to be able to build my own home one day example yeah i was in england uh, we're in lockdown and 
want to be to match, you know? Like, uh-huh. if you dream of moving to New Zealand, then you are going to love what I'm about to share with you. 12 years ago, when me and Bri emigrated to New Zealand, we were scouring the internet, trying to find any information that we could about what our life would be like when we got here. And basically all we had was YouTube. So we made this vow. We said, when we get to New Zealand, we're going to create something that we can share with others that answers those questions that you're so desperate to know about. Like, what is your life going to be like when you get here? And that's what I'm here to offer you today. We have created a five-day free, absolutely free video guide that shows you what it's really like to live in New Zealand. This stuff is unique and it is fabulous. You are not going to find it anywhere else on the internet. And like I say, it's absolutely free. You'll be sent a video every day for five days and you will know what it's like in New Zealand. So if you are interested, head over to my blog, which is www.itsadrama.com slash I love NZ. You are going to love it. I've always grown up on a farm. I've always had a vegetable patch. Mm -hmm. And I have found a lot of people in England don't really know where their meat comes from and where the vegetables come from. They don't even know if it comes from under the ground or if it's in a vine or et cetera. And here I am. I have begged my partner's parents if I can build a veggie, like dig a veggie patch. They've given me this little section where I'm allowed to dig a garden and here I am pulling out all these weeds in the garden and I find that they actually have a drain that goes into a tub. And I was like, perfect, this is great for when I do my veggie yeah. patch. So first of all, his parents have never seen a woman have a shovel, first of all. Um, so this is hilarious. Here I am, got the shovel, I'm digging. His parents are standing there watching me. They're just shocked. Absolutely shocked over the fact that here I am. I'm a farm girl. I know, you know, I've got my gumboots on. Yeah. You know, gumboots, wellies, as you would call them. Yeah. And I'm sitting there digging my little veggie patch out. And then I turn on this hose from the tub and I'm making my own integration system, you know, with the water coming from one end to the other. And they're just like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Where is she from? Yeah. I bet bet they were thinking (laughs) that. I bet they were thinking that. Brian, why don't you come and sit up here next to us or do you have to stand down there? We didn't have Brian on the, um, well, for a start, we've only got two microphones and we thought it might be a little bit. And also I didn't want to make you feel as if like me and Brian were sitting here like, you know, firing questions at you. So that's why Brian has been pushed to the other side of the table and he's not allowed over. I'm a tradie. (laughs) We don't allow (laughs) tradies at this end. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. So I'm not, oh, oh, I've got so much to talk to you about, but... Hold that a minute, because let me tell you now, there's only there's only one sort of person that has a veggie patch in England. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, <laughs> and uh, that's what they call that 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 program, <laughs> Tom and Jerry or whatever they're called. Yeah, the good life. The good life. The good they, life. There was a good. There was a program in the 1970s in or 80s in England, and it was called the Good Life. About yeah, about 70s about people who had this allotmenty vegetable. Anyway. I'm only kidding, but it's <laughs> in New Zealand. Yeah, they give up. Yeah, and they they talked like that, and it was like, oh Jerry, we could plant a lettuce, you know, and it was like very, yeah. They just wore brown cords and you know never shaved and you know things. This like that. explains why they were just staring at me. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and that was back in the 1970s. It was like, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm generalising. I mean, you know, people do, but not as much as New Zealand have veggie patches. Anyway, going back to your story. So you're 16, you're married. Oh, no, you're 18 now. You're married. Um, you're both tradies. And then you're a traveller, aren't you? So yes. tell me how, where you went travelling and how old you were. So I... So I was 21 when I got married, Yes, bought our second home at, I think, 23. And then at 24, I decided to go traveling. Right. So. And you separated from your husband? Yes. yes. We separated when we were 20, yeah, 24, 25. Okay. And then this is when I set off on my own journey. Yes. Which is quite exciting. So. That's about when I met you, wasn't it? Just a bit before that, wasn't it? A couple of just, years before yeah, that. Yeah, so. I think I met you when I was around 21. Right. When I was at Viva Oh, yeah. I can't believe that, Jen. Anyway, so go on. You wanted to go traveling, yep. So I've always had this ambition, and this is why we decided to go, one of the reasons we went our own ways, because I've always wanted to travel. And so our lives were changing. And then where did I want to go? I've always, from the age of seven, I wanted to go to Italy for the fact mm. that it's shaped like a shoe, oh. believe it or not. This yeah. is the only reason I want to go to Italy and it's been on the top of my list. So I was like, I'm going to go to Italy one day. So off I go. I go off to England. That's where I met my current partner. Mm -hmm. And then I went off to Scotland. With him? No, I went and see my okay. friend Jackie with the yellow hair. Oh, yeah, Jackie with, with the yellow hair, yeah. Yep. So I... Stayed with her in Scotland, and then I travelled England back with my partner. Then I we went to Italy, mm -hmm. and then he went off to Canada. And then I travelled Italy, carried on, mm -hmm. met up with my yellow hair friend Jackie again, and then I went to Switzerland, Germany, and then moved to Canada for a year. Wow, you did a lot. And then I went to Spain and taught English to well, au pair kind of scenario for these two children. Then I went to Greece. Oh. Well, I went back to England, did a wedding, went to Greece, and then back to Canada and moved to England for eight months. Right. And all this time, uh, by the way, if you can hear that sloppy noise, that's because my dog has just gone up and had the biggest drink out of her water bowl. Um, but <laughs> all this time you were working or you were just, you'd saved enough money not to work? A bit of both. So I was working, I travelled Europe without working and then when I went to Canada I started hairdressing again mm -hmm. in Vancouver and then I moved back to England and I hairdressed for well two months and then locked down for six right and then so this was 2019 and 2020 now wasn't it 2020 yep. 2020 yep. and then tried to get home and finally made it so when you're in England in lockdown first of all what does your current partner do for a job what does he do he is a graphics designer. Graphics designer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No tradie skills there then? No tradie. No. I, I tried to pusher. convince him. I was like, <laughs> you should really become an electrician. I feel like it'd be really good. I think so. And then he'd know how to dig a garden patch, wouldn't he? I know. <laughs> Put your lights in the garden patch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So, and then in lockdown, you were living with your partner and his family and you told me how lovely they were and you got to know about the English culture, didn't you? Because I loved you're living it. Them. Yeah, it was, yeah, that was so beautiful and so welcoming. And it's interesting Oh, I don't know if I can say this. Yeah, but go on, you can When say you it. go traveling, um, a lot of people are like, oh, watch out, the English can be quite mean. Like, you guys are lovely. But well, we are to your face, but then when you leave, we're just like, oh, I can't believe that, Jen. 
<laughs> no. So what? Oh, you've got the impression that English people aren't very well, nice. Well, I didn't get the impression. Everyone was telling me because I was like, I'm moving what, to England. What, Kiwis or? Or just Kiwis? other travellers or? Just other travellers. Were I, they? That's quite. <laughs> yeah, Brian, Brian's, got a, Brian's got a bit of beef with Australia at the moment. Oh, dear, dear, I love it. So, so sorry, yeah, go on. So they said. So it's a worry. They're like, oh, Jen, you're just too lovely. They're not, they're not going to be as welcoming as you know. You know, so that's why I moved to Canada first because I was so worried about being, I don't know, broken down. <laughs> Is that the honest truth? You're not that's joking. The, I'm, not, I'm not lying. That's what you get oh, told. Jen. But no, I loved every single moment of being in England and I wish I could go back. Really? In a heartbeat. I love it there. Yeah. I don't know if I'd live there for long term, but I definitely want to go back. Right. Like my plan was to be there for another five years maybe. But So your current situation, um, and, now, and so that will wrap up your story for that moment, and then we can talk about the differences between the, the UK and, and New Zealand. But your current situation is you're having a long dis- a very long-distance relationship um, and you're waiting for lockdown to end so you, you can decide whether you can go back to England or your partner can come here. I know you talked about that, didn't you? Yeah, so that's kind of where so we're you're in at. limbo at the moment. We're in limbo, trying to, yeah. you know. Has he been here? Yes, he loves it. He lived here for two years, so I did briefly meet him. He lived with my yellow hair friend, Jackie. Okay. <laughs> She's playing a big part, She's that old yellow friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she used, they used to live together, and that's how I met him. He lived in New Plymouth for six months. Mm. But it's funny, his, his, what would you say, outlook on New Zealand is he doesn't want to move to New Plymouth. He feels like there's New Zealand's so beautiful and he'd like to be anywhere but New Plymouth. Why? What do you mean? He, I can't really explain it. He can't explain it himself. He just said, oh, Jen, there's so many better places to live than New Plymouth. Oh. I know. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Pencil pusher and saying he doesn't like New Plymouth. <laughs> Um, has he been to Inglewood? <laughs> so do you think he's more like, um, this is so interesting because I get it. Don't get me wrong. I, he's from Bristol. You, you lived in Bristol and Bristol yeah. is a brilliant, vibrant, welcoming city. I love Bristol. So do you think it's because he's come over here and there's not much to do? How old is he, Jen? He's 30. Right. Can I just stop, can I stop you there? I mean, Bristol is not the prettiest of cities. Oh, the food's fantastic. Yeah. Though. And it's very hey, Be quiet. Be quiet, Brian. Be quiet. <laughs> no, Bristol is pretty. You can't say Bristol isn't pretty. Get lost. No, Brian. Yeah, not the modern part, but, you know, like all the cobblestones and the centre. It's got so Clifton, much history. Clifton, yeah, yeah, the history, you know. Well... You be careful. Ooh. You be careful. And anyway, you're not in this. So um, this minor gents. Um, so yeah, maybe he just thought there's. He not loves the on. South Island. He think he just adores the South Island. I said I'm not moving to the South Island. It costs more to fly from the South Island to the North Island than it is to fly to Australia. I was well live in Australia. It's easier <laughs> to get home. So not Do you moving. think he wants to live there because of the scenery or is that, that's what I mean? Is it because he loves the mountains. He loves the scenery. We have a mountain. I know. Driving up your road today, actually. Oh, how beautiful is that background when you're just driving up your road and you've got, it's a beautiful day today as well, though, right? Yeah, it is. But you've got the whole day. mountain. It's yeah. A, oh, breathtaking. Jen, can I ask you this? Because this is, there's, no, it's just struck a chord now. And I'm, what's, your, what's your partner called? Michael. Sorry, Michael. Sorry for calling you pencil pusher and everything, but... <laughs> I sort of get what he means because when we came to New Plymouth, people said to us, 
when we were moving over here, we we're doing loads of research. Brian got a job as a plumber and he phoned up the, the lady who was working on reception and he said, you know, what's New Plymouth like? And she said, oh, you wait till you get here. It's gorgeous. We've got a coastal walkway. We've got a mountain. We turned up. It was an October, September day or August day, wasn't it? It was the middle of winter. It was cloudy. It was miserable. And I remember thinking exactly that, actually. I thought, oh, no, really? Is this it? I don't know. I don't like this. I, that's the honest truth, hand on heart. Okay, and then after being here for about oh, maybe two months, three months, I just started to fall in love with the place. And now I adore it, absolutely adore it. Do you think, and I think this about New Zealand as well, it, as a whole, maybe you can compare this to how you felt when you arrived in the UK. England is sort of like you go and it, you're landed with all this Ta-da! Like, you know, like, oh, look at our castles and look at our beautiful hedgerows and look at our lovely thatched cottages and our little windy lanes and our pubs and everything like that. And it's like, wow, this is it. This is amazing. And then you're there and it's like, okay, but I don't know. There's just like, it just, mm, oh, now what though? I don't know if I'm saying that right. But New Zealand, I feel as if it's like the opposite of that. And I've always felt like this. It's like New Zealand is so understated um, maybe not the South Island, because the South Island is stunning, where it's like, oh my God, it's jaw-dropping, isn't it? But like places like New, uh, New Plymouth, where at first you just have to be here and get into it and live it, and then the beauty starts, oh, it just gets into your skin. That's how I feel. I feel like that too. I, you know, moving back, it's been quite interesting. You could say, you know, mm. like it's small, it's very small. And I kind of understand where he's coming from. But it is, there's something about it, like when you live in it and you enjoy it, you've got the ocean. Yeah. Like I go swimming a lot. I love the beach. And then I go hiking in the weekends because we've got the mountain there and all the different walks you can do. Mm -hmm. And then the black sand, like I never realized how cool that was. Yeah. You know, yeah. I still see these photos of beautiful white sand and you, the blue water. It's like, oh my gosh. Our beach is so lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It's beautiful and there's nothing well, coming back and realising when you're hopping over the sand how hot it is and you yeah. forget like there's something us locals have after a while, like my feet are slowly getting stronger. But you watch people and they walk over it and they it's like iron feet. They don't yeah. even feel it. As when you first get here, it's like, oh, oh, oh. Trying to get over yeah. it. It's, it's amazing. But it's so true. It's just, it is. It's like that... It, you just want to say just, just, just the way that sun sparkles. Yeah, it sparkles and glistens on a beautiful day and it's Okay, so I'm pouring myself some tea because Jen brought over some English tea. You're okay for tea? You're right, Bryce. Yes, thank you. And the other thing I just want to point out as well is and this is a huge difference between New Zealanders and people of my age anyway in the UK. I know my grandma would would say that it was that I was talking rubbish you have come to our house laden with gifts and that is not abnormal for kiwis no I feel we all it's either you buy something or you make something like quite often we make things for yes. each other but I loved that for I guess because my next door neighbors in England they were elderly oh my gosh and in, in lockdown every day we got baked goods and if it wasn't for them I don't think I could have made it through. Not f I was so homesick every day, mm. not being able to get home right. 
and they just made it feel so much more welcoming because I got all this baked goods and that's what it's like here. Like mm. I feel the younger generation still does that. Like Do my, they? My, um, I went around to my friend's house for dinner last week and I got given homemade plum jam biscuits. What else? Yeah, see, I love that. And bread to take home That's with me. That's lovely. It's brilliant. Like and how, how cool is that? <laughs> it is cool. But do you know that that's not normal? As in well, compared to, what? how did you feel when you went to England and you went around to someone's house and you'd be lucky if someone bought you a packet of rich tea biscuits? Well, luckily, I was in lockdown the whole time, so I didn't get to see anyone. Oh, but. okay. Because <laughs> I'm telling you now, if you go around to someone's house in England, you don't turn up with a, like you've done here, you've brought me bliss balls, you've bought cheesecake, you've bought a packet of shortbread. And you made that as well, the, the bliss balls, and, the, and it's lovely, by the way. I've just had a piece. But that is just, that's just what <laughs> Kiwis do, you know? It's just what New Zealanders do. It feels, feels a bit more human. It does, and it, it, it reminds me of when I used to, like my grandma, like I say, she's not alive now, but, you know, growing up in Lancashire. And that's what they would do. They'd pop around and they'd, oh, you know, there's a, a meat pie I've made you there, like, you know, and they'd bring it round. And, and, but we seem to have lost that in England, and we don't do that anymore. I do feel like that is lost in England because I would always bring up I love being home for the fact I still, the generation thing, I don't know if we're jumping ahead, but because I've got my parents here yeah, and then I have my grandparents here and I still have my one great-grandma. And whenever I, I love hanging out with my nana and granddad, like I go there weekly, I love it, and I go to their vegetable garden and they pick out whatever I want for the week. And then, you know, they'll be devastated if I was buying all these vegetables at the supermarket, knowing that they have them all there. So I go there and I get the vegetables. And um, if I have any questions about in my garden, I got my granddad to come over the other day and I said, I don't know what this plant is. Do I pull it out or is it a good plant? Mm. You know, so and then he's checking all out and he's helping me prune back things. And I feel because they are retired, they have the time. They enjoy hanging out with us all. Yeah. It's interesting having, I didn't realise how lucky I was until I went travelling and coming back and knowing that I have my grandparents still here and the things we do together and we learn, like, don't get me wrong, my nana and granddad don't bake at all, Mm -hmm. but my um, great-grandma, oh, every time I went around there, she would be baking me things and I think I've got that from her as having always, you don't want to go somewhere empty-handed. You always want to bring something with you to people and then, or giving, if you come over to my house, I'd like to give you something to go home with, you know, leftovers of whatever it might be. See, that is a huge, huge cultural difference between our countries (laughs) then, isn't it, Brian? That is a huge cultural difference because, yeah. I and mean, the same you thing. might, you know, stick a toilet roll in your bag when you went to the, <laughs> to the you know, if you were short or whatever, but <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect someone to give you something when you left. No way. And no. when I found, when it comes to waste, when I was in England, I used everything. Like, um, if there was leftover food from dinner, and I don't know if this is because I was brought up on a farm, like this isn't as normal maybe in New Zealand, but definitely... I don't know, I feel like this could be, depending, but my upbringing, mm-hmm. when we had leftovers, we'd eat it the next day, right? And when I was in England, oh, we'd have amazing roast dinners. And then the next day, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever done it, but the roast potatoes, the next day you yeah. fry them up. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing to have with your sausages and eggs, mm-hmm. you know, so you'd have a roast on a Sunday and then Monday morning, you'd have the best breakfast before you go to work. Mm. Um, and that's what we tend to do. And when I was in England, 
I remember Mike's parents just being shocked with like, if I didn't use the whole broccoli, I'd freeze it. I'd blanch it and put it in the freezer mm. for when I want to make something next time. You know, they'll just normally throw it out because they don't need all the broccoli or yeah. the cauliflower or whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. Um, and I'd be sitting there weighing my celery because I don't just want to buy one celery stick. I might as well buy the whole lot because this is what I've been brought up with. Mm. And normally they'll just buy their one celery stick for the soup, but I'd buy a whole bunch. I'd use my one celery stick and then I'd cut the rest up, weigh it, and put it in the freezer for my next soup that I want to make. And if you look at my freezer now, that's still what I've got happening at the moment. Mm. And it's quite funny because that's apparently not normal over there. No, I bet Mike's <laughs> mum waited for you to go to bed and then said, have you seen how much space she's taken in that freezer? <laughs> a bloody a freezer, freezer for me. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> <laughs> they were horrified. Oh, no, that is so interesting. Yeah, and oh, I love that. I absolutely <laughs> love I just want to come and live with your parents. That just sounds like the ideal upbringing, doesn't it, Bri? Yeah, but that, it's, it's really oh, hard. it sounds that's lovely. What, that's, what, that's what everybody's trying to get back to. I know. Yes, thing, and this know? is the thing, isn't it? That I think, yeah, that's why I love that, yeah, it is. It, they've got old-fashioned values. And I know people go, oh, no, they haven't. You know, no, we haven't. And you haven't met all Kiwis, but it's just, I don't know. They're just, I love those values of like, exactly what you've just described. You know, and also what we were talking about yesterday about kids, you know? Yeah, and I feel like because we have our culture, we get married younger, not always get married. Sometimes we do have children before we get married quite often as well. So we have one, ourselves, we're having, say, my generations had my children, but then they still get to learn not just off me, but off my mum, their grandma, and also their great-grandma. And then instance for my cousin great great grandma so it's pretty amazing because you're not just learning from one person you're learning from multiple and I only just realized the other day when Christmas time was around her parents are still too young to they're still working so they can't look after her son um so she dropped him off at my nana and granddad's house because Mm. that's what she she used to get dropped off there so she went off and did her Christmas shopping and her children were hanging out for nana and granddad and here they are learning how to garden for the day Yeah. compared to um, after school programs or yeah. whatever there might be out there. Like we don't use technology as much. We do. It's, don't be wrong. We have a lot of technology. But getting outdoors is very common for our younger ones. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And older ones as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But it is so true, yeah. Do you think, here's the big, here's a big difference that I know, and we just touched on it before, and you'll notice this because you went traveling, but I feel, like I said, we touched on it before, but I think that a big difference between New Zealand and the UK is you're, you, you seem so much more, and I know I said the word savvy and independent, but it is, it's independent, and that comes from, I noticed that right from when I took my kids, Tess was five when I first brought her here and she spent two years in school before I homeschooled her and I just noticed like the little kids just walk into school on their own they put their own shoes and socks on you know they take themselves to the loo it was just it just seemed like you were just I'm saying you because like Kiwi you know New Zealand children they just seemed more advanced no yeah just more independent that's all it is isn't it they didn't I think it's more independence and I feel with this new generation coming through it is quite scary because talking to some people with their children now they're either bubble wrapping them yeah. and trying to do everything for them 
and then or it's easier it's so much easier like I was talking to one client the other day and she said oh it's so painful but here I am letting my four-year-old butter his own bread and put peanut butter on it and he's getting holes in it there's there's peanut butter everywhere she's like I just have to walk away I just have to let him do his thing and come back and clean up the mess later Mm. but that way it's giving him his own independence of course it is yeah another client said oh I just can't stand watching I just have to take over. It's just no point. He starts screaming, getting really upset over the fact that he can't do it. So she just does it for him. Yeah. And she's like, but when, how do you stop that? Where do you realize that's a whole other conversation yeah, again, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. But yeah. it's interesting listening to, even listening to it as a stylist, these two different parents trying to figure out yeah. which way is the better way. One's trying to look after their child and, put it in bubble wrap and then the other one's just like, well, defend for yourself kind of yeah. scenario. But they're both good. Yeah. And some people may see one parenting skill's bad and the other one's good, but we don't really judge here either. It's kind of – No. We let you know when you're doing something wrong, but – See, that's a big cultural difference, isn't it? Because you do. New Zealanders do – I talked about this. Just, <laughs> I don't know if you heard our last podcast, but I, I talked about a woman who came into Foursquare and basically had a go at this young girl for leaving her baby in the car. And, I, you know, I, I said it was just like I was gobsmacked because she was like, you know, get that baby in. That baby shouldn't be in the car. And the girl just went out to the car and got her. Now, if that had been in England, and I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself because this was in last week's podcast, but she probably would have just said, oh, F off, mind your own business. She really would. It would have and just I've been, seen that in England. It's yeah. terrifying. People, um, you can't have your own opinion there. But then it's a whole, it's wrong again. But I do see people get quite angry if you have your own opinion, say, for instance, in that scenario. But yeah. here, she was in the wrong. She's not meant to leave her child in the car. Everyone yeah. knows the rules. And so she just went out and got it. Yeah. And then everyone just carries on as normal. Like, no one makes a big fuss out of it, right? Yeah. It's quite, yeah. okay, cool. Carry on. Yeah. Like life carries on. Yeah, you won't do that again in a hurry. Yeah, you <laughs> won't. Yeah. I won't be shopping at that four square yeah. again, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it is. It's so true. And as a parent, I just got to say, you know, as much as I, so I'm 50, my kids are 20 and, and 16, 19 and 16. As much as I have, lo- I love the New Zealand values. I, that's how I was brought up, like not on a farm, obviously, but we were the same. It was like, get out and play and don't come back till it's dark. And when you come back, make sure you, you know, you- me and Brian were having this conversation this morning, actually, weren't we, Brian, about how you, I still make Tessa's dinner for her sometimes, you know? And I'm like, she's 16. Why am I studying making, you know, her dinner? Why isn't she up here making it herself? And she's capable and she would. But I'm doing it for her. And I think, why am I doing that? Because I know that I'm not doing her any favours by doing that. But in your mind, you think, oh, yeah, but I just want to make it easy for her. I just want to make it nice. And I just, and it's a, as a parent, you're constantly battling that. What in your heart you know you should do? Because I know that I would be doing her so much more of a favour if I just said, I'm off out now, you know, make your dinner. Because that's going to create, it's going to make her a stronger, independent young girl, isn't it? It does, but at the same time, you're like, I just adore having her at home. Oh, I want to keep making Jen, I know, her dinner. I know, and that's <laughs> I do. I do adore cooking for her, but hand on heart, I'm making. I'm, I feel like I'm making that mistake of just like you know, I just I don't know. I just I can see how easy it is to just go. Oh, I'll just do it for. Her. Oh, it's easier if I just do it, you know. But it doesn't do them any favors. And I love the New Zealand way of like 
you know, like Bri was saying this morning, like, you know, your kid falls over. That's what I couldn't believe as well. It's like <laughs> oh, no. a, a child would fall over in New Zealand <laughs> and they'd be like, get up, you know, you're all right. Come on. Oh, well, if a kid falls over in, in England, well, in, in my circle of friends anyway, oh, it's like the world had ended, you know? Oh, darling, oh, let me brush it down. Oh, come on, mummy will kiss it better. No, 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 no. You know, and it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Guess me down. <laughs> it gets me down it really does it's just like come on get on with it you know I think they've even invented my little cousin had one little rubber hats because oh don't <laughs> don't don't <laughs> <laughs> because the children keep falling over and knocking themselves because we're very out and about and they there's these bikes that I've noticed a lot of children have now the wooden bikes and they push along yeah um and they go over jumps because why not you know, mm. might as well have ramps and jumps for your two-year-old. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And here they are, but they fall off and they hurt themselves. So now they've got, you know, your normal hat, a helmet. But there's little rubber caps that go over as well. Oh, so it's like if you're going to fall down some stairs, yeah. it's not going to have, you're not going to have to have stitches. Mm. Oh, I don't <laughs> know. If it stops them being, you know, you, you fall over, you hurt yourself, you learn. Mm. And that's what's not happening because you don't hurt themselves. And yeah, I, I saw this. So, uh, if you're going to talk, then you need to come and sit near me because I'm worried that you're okay. just going to sound like you're not talking. You know, it's going to like be really I quiet. Yeah, I know, but oh, oh, see, look, and we've got so we haven't even touched the <laughs> surface, have we? Okay, I knew this was going to be an interesting conversation with you. I really did. But we do need to bring up the fact um, if we're talking about children, playgrounds at schools. Mm. I just realised in England. Oh, oh my God. Where do I even start? Okay. Go on. There Go was on, this Jen, one moment us. I drove past, there was a park, right? This is like, it's not even a park. It was, it was a tree with grass and a fence around it. And I was like, oh my God, how cool is that? Go have a picnic there or kick a ball around. And it said, no kids playing on this grass. <laughs> keep <I was> out. <laughs> keep out. It did. It said, did and it? I was like, oh, yeah. what? Where are the kids meant to play? Yeah. You know, you're in Lego houses, I call them. Yeah. In England, they all look the same. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And, oh, where have I you gone? You should take a drink. It's funny you should say that about <laughs> Lego. Yeah, go on. We'll talk about houses in a minute. I have a sip of water, but it's funny how you should say Lego houses. I know this is a long podcast, but I know that you'll be listening to this and thinking, do not let that girl go because she's lovely. <laughs> so I don't care. Best voices it sounds so good. Oh, thank you. I'm always worried. You know, when you, because voice recordings now to send people. Mm. Everyone's doing that now. And I'm like, oh, that's my voice. Yeah. It doesn't, when it plays back for you. Yeah, yeah. So thank yeah. you. It, it'll make people want to move here listening to your voice. Oh, you've got the most yeah. beautiful accent. Thank you. So go on. So you drove past this park. There's no kids allowed. No kids allowed. Keep off. I think yeah. it was what it said. And I was like, because I was all excited. I was going to go back and buy a ball and kick the ball around. It's the first, like, green bit of grass I've seen. I was so excited. Not even I'm allowed to play on there. I'm mm. horrified. And it's everywhere, I noticed. And then going past schools, it's like prisons. It's oh, like yeah. they're all gated in. And I come back here, I'm like, oh, there's no fences around now. I'm now I'm unsure of which one's better. Like, do we need fences? No. We don't, we don't <laughs> need fences. Definitely not. I'm so worried. Do we? Yeah. Need, yeah. No. So <clears throat> we don't have fences around our schools and then our playgrounds. Have you seen the playgrounds we have here? Mm. I still play on them. Yeah. They're amazing. They are. No, They're the best. Yeah, it's a, it is like a community school. So you can yeah. go there and anyone can play on them. And they are really high and they have the bark, 
everything else. Mm. Um, and you do have the fields to kick balls around and tennis courts and netball courts. Yeah. And walking past schools in England, I was like, there's there's there's, there's concrete and they can play football on there, mm. but they have minimal amount of playground space. But they have no fields. Really, no. I'm, maybe do you... uh, well. They do have fields. Yeah, they do. They, some of the schools do have fields. But if you're talking about, we're not talking about secondary. Brian's schools. joined us. You're now. mainly talking about like <laughs> primary schools. Mm. You know, yeah, primary. Schools, yeah, small mm. schools, and they don't really have those big. Some of the country ones do, but the majority of the town ones they don't have anything. Do they? But do you know what? Uh... Just, just put it like that. It'll be fine. No. It'll get, it'll get no, it. stop no, it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Um, what, what really took me back when I came here is, like I say, Sonny was um, eight and Tess was five. They were at school in England. They start school when they're four. So he'd been at school for four years. So I've had four years experience of school in England. And, you know, you went to pick your kid up from school. You, if you weren't there at three o'clock, then there was trouble because the, the teacher was at the school, uh, at the door, and she wouldn't let them out until she could see you. And they would just, they were like, okay, Mrs. Decor. Oh, yeah, okay, here's, here's Sonny. Like, you know, and they'd hand him over. And that's, it was just normal. That's what it was like. Pretty much like, a, I don't want to say prison, but it's like, you know. And then we came to New Zealand. And I remember the, um, I remember just like, being out with a friend, Sonny was at primary school and Tess was at primary school and being out with a friend and it got to like 10 past three and we were supposed to be there for quarter past three and this friend just said, she was actually American, she'd moved to New Zealand and she's like, oh, don't worry about it, you know, they'll just play in the playground and I'm like, yeah, but Tess is only five. No, no, she'll be fine, you know. <laughs> and honestly, I was having heart palpitations. I just started, I thought I had all these, oh, it was just awful and I got to the school and it was just, they were there on the monkey bars and it was so freeing. And that made my stress levels just, oh, uh, honestly, you know, it's just, yeah. You used to pick them up at nine o'clock at night. Yeah, I did. I'd, I'd, just, I'd just stay out all night then. I'd be there at 10. Yeah. It's amazing. And I feel it is changing. I sometimes feel like it is changing because people are getting more, you know, bubble wrapping their children. And it is, I noticed the playgrounds now have the squishy stuff. Yeah, you don't fall onto yeah, like the bark anymore. Yeah, it's quite nice to fall on, but yeah, that's not what I grew up on. No, like, there's nothing like a grazed yeah. knee, is there? Yeah, like mm. you got to learn to fall, so you know you can get back up, and you don't want to fall again. Mm. It's like hopping on your horse. You know, you, it hurts, but you got to get back on, and yeah, you do it multiple times. But yeah, it's it's interesting the culture that's changing. Yeah, but yeah, I feel what we were talking about before. Mm. A lot of people here, we do have the. You get married young, mm. you have children young, and then we have the grandparents around to help and support us and mm. carry on, which is quite fun. Very lucky, really. What? Just one more question. I'll ask you a question. What do you think about the shopping culture difference between here? The shopping and the culture, UK? in meaning food-wise or fashion-wise. No, what you do with your spare time? Oh. Do you? What do I do? Well, if, yeah. for instance, in England, uh, Saturday, you, you're not going to be doing anything else apart from shopping. Oh. And that's it. It's just like, well, I'm talking, I'm, I, again, I'm generalising. I'm sorry to the people that don't do that, but wasn't it, Brian? Mm. It was like... you were there in lockdown, weren't you? So you wouldn't yeah, have seen I, that. Oh, yeah. I was there in lockdown and then, but people were still trying to shop in lockdown. Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you should that's, have seen... That's Britain's life, is shopping. Like, Primark. I yeah. walked past there one day when the shops opened 
it went for like four blocks down the road just to get in there. Yeah. How crazy is that? So it is people's life to shop it is. in England. It is. Compared to New Zealand, yeah, we shop, but we tend to be at the beach or gardening or yeah. depends on if you're a townie or whatever. Yeah. what you're doing compared <clears throat> if you were in Auckland, you would be shopping, I guess. But there is a lot of beaches there. But yeah. In yeah. Taranaki, we don't really shop. We shop after work or. Yeah. It's one of the questions that keep coming up because, you know, I do this, this, uh, you know, I, I've got a guide thing on New Zealand, what's like to live in New Zealand. And a big question keeps coming up is like, you know, what are the shops like? What are the shops like? What are the shops? Do you know what's really, really scary? Right. Because we've been here like 12 years now. And I did a little video the other day and I said, I said, I was talking about somewhere, I don't know, one of the small towns. And I said, and the shops are just brilliant. And then I thought afterwards, Liz. <laughs> oh, no. 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 Because when you came no. here. No. <laughs> what, what's happened? Because now I do, I think, honestly, I think, oh, the bloody but shops are brilliant great. here. <laughs> but, you know, compared to uh, somewhere like America or, you know, London, yeah, England, anywhere, Bristol. Yeah, but you go to Cribs Court. They're not, are they? You're just like, wow, it's just yeah. huge, isn't it? It's but a huge shopping mall. Why would you want to? And I know, because we've done it. We used to do it. We used to spend every Saturday. We'd get up at nine o'clock in the morning and we'd go to the shopping centre and we'd stay there all day and spend bloody £100 or whatever, wouldn't we? Yeah. yeah, on the credit card. And it was just that, it was like a vicious circle. And then we were like... We were so like down and fed up that we owed all this money on the credit card that we'd go and buy ourselves a new CD player or, you know, a new, no, no. And it was just like new clothes. And, oh, it was just, when we came to New Zealand. It, it, you, what did you guys do? What did we do? What, what did you do? When you come to New Zealand. We went shopping on a Saturday, but everyone was closed. That's <laughs> yeah, we're like, five. everything closes. <laughs> it does, it closes, doesn't it? It does. It doesn't No, I think it's, does it still Jen, does the shop still close yeah, now? Yeah, so I never go in anymore. I don't know. So my experience when it comes to shopping, we have a weekend. So we don't ever shop. Well, we don't shop in New Plymouth. So me and my friends, what we tend to do, all my hairdressing friends, we, we I'd always go to Australia. I'd travel somewhere in the world every year, so that I save up and I shop till I could drop like. Every time I went away. So I always went to Australia, I went to Japan. And when I did these, I would shop until right. I dropped. And the whole trip was, where can I shop? Where can I eat? That was my holidays. So in New Zealand, we tend to have weekends where we go away. We don't really shop in our own hometown. That's quite rare. Like you don't That's really do that unless you need that is interesting. essentials, you know, like a singlet or a quick dress for a night out. But generally... I feel like if you ask anyone, we all have plans, trip, like, hold on. Planned trips. Yeah, there yeah. we are. Thank you. Yeah. Um, for the year. So I'll be going to Auckland again soon. I've already done it in November and I'll go again. And it's kind of like I will shop for the season and I find That's a whole lot of things. That is a good idea. So it's normally Melbourne. Oh, my gosh. I love going to Melbourne oh, for shopping. That's the best. Is it's, it? It's my life. Currently can't do that, but as soon as those borders open, I'm shopping in Melbourne. Oh. That's where I'm going. But it's or um, quite often we go to the Gold Coast. You can have a summer holiday and shop. But that's ten. That's what we do. How much would it cost you to go from New Plymouth to Melbourne on a shopping trip? So say if you're going to go away for do you go away for a week or a weekend or what? Sometimes it's like four days. So how much would that cost? Do you think roughly? So the flights are 
there and back maybe around three to five hundred, depending on your flight. New Zealand, yeah. New Zealand New dollars, Zealand dollars yeah. yeah. Um, and then, oh, gosh, I'd always save two to five grand to go shopping and eating. Right. But that's a bit dramatic. That's well, say two grand then, two yeah. grand for a four-day break. But to be honest, you, like we just said, you can spend a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars on a Saturday, can't yeah. you? Going out yeah. and just buying things that you don't well, want. We just said exactly that. So, so we, we would go and spend over a thousand dollars at a weekend, and that's all. That's most of your wages have gone. Yeah. Right, you know, and it's just like. Whoa. Do you know what? I absolutely love that because what you've just described gives you the best of when you live in New Zealand. Gives you the best of both worlds because you spend your weekends doing really lovely stuff like tramping and swimming and like you just said, you yeah. know, doing whatever, your mountains or your sports. And then you have that set time. I love that. Yeah, it's a great idea. What a brilliant idea yeah. is that? And we tend to hang to out for our... Country, yeah, you get to hang, see the country. And generally, weekends we hang out with our family. Like, we, I'm not sure you go to the beach with your family, tend to have picnics there. I'm not sure if you've noticed it, but quite often when you go to the park, You'd meet up at lunch or dinner at some point in the weekend with your family. Is that just you, or is that like a I New feel Zealand like thing? Most New Zealanders do that, do they? Yeah. Well, that's yeah, it's true because you do see a lot of New Zealand. You go to Federal Cafe on a Sunday morning, and you just see big families sitting together. Mm. You know, Why don't we do that in England then? I mean, I'm close to my mum; we see her a lot, but I wouldn't say, "Oh, I'll see you on Saturday and go to the park." Why do you think that is? Maybe because we're spread apart, or yeah. our family's quite fragmented. Yeah. In England, you sort of make an, a trip to see. I'm again. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. You know. I like my auntie. She. Her. She's with her daughter constantly. So I am generalizing. But it seemed to be that people make a trip to see the family. Like you'd see them, maybe you know, at Christmas or once. You know, or I'll be over in a couple of weeks or something like that. It wasn't. Oh, I don't know. It just we seem yeah, to. That's, we, we, yeah, that's we, we, that's we just us. Family, that's yeah, right. that's why. Yeah, don't like it. But again, my friends didn't go, oh, I'm hanging out with my mum at the weekend or I'm hanging out with my <laughs> grandma at the weekend. They would never say that. On, I find that exciting. I, I can't wait to go see my family. Mm. Yeah. So I tend to definitely at least once a month, if not every weekend mm. or some point during the week, I will see my family and we'll have a catch up of hanging out or it'd be something to do with food. Um, like the other day, I called up my dad and asked, can we go for a swim? After work, he was there in a heartbeat. Oh, so we great. went down to Fitzroy Beach and we had a swim. And then I was like, "All right, I got to go. I got to carry off whatever I needed to do." And we went our separate ways. He went to the pub, you know. I guess. Mm. And that's what you know. We caught up for a little bit, and then we carry on with our life. And it's quite interesting because I don't think that's common overseas. No, no it isn't. Not. It's not. It's no way is that common overseas. Well, so yeah, when it comes to our weekends. Shopping isn't a priority. We do sometimes. So the younger, I always find when you go to, oh gosh, Centre City in New Plymouth, mm. um, you always see a group of teenagers hanging out because that's what they tend to do. Yeah. The weekends, they tend to shop. But as soon as you hit after 16, you don't do that anymore. Mm. Yeah. You tend to go to parties or you go drinking yeah. um, if your parents allowed you. And then mm. that's, you know. What about the drinking cup? Oh, God, have we can, oh, should we, have we got to stop now? We, well, we can always split this. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should just have you back. I'll come back. Yeah, I'll come should, back. We do, should we do a part two? Because I've got so much more to talk to you about. Um, and you're just such a lovely person to talk to. And anyone who is listening to this podcast is going to be thinking, I'm going to go and live with Jen. 
We are. We're going to come and live with you, and you're going to have a little vegetable garden that you can make our dinner. I'll do the potting and the irrigation. Oh, this sounds wonderful. I love it. I'll supply the freezer. But yeah, it's just um, yeah, because I want to talk about like the drinking culture and how you you know and all that. But just to finish with what you've just said there about the family, you have made me feel thank you for a start because yesterday when I came to have my hair cut with you. You made me feel a million times better, and I said this to Brian this morning, about Sonny leaving, because I I, I'm not exaggerating when I say that it's upsetting me that he's leaving. And when you said to me, oh, Liz, you know, um, it's about time sort of thing, that, you know, it's, it's, it's good, it's a good thing, like, you know? And now you've made me feel even better because I think that you're a classic example of when your kids do move out, if you don't try and hold on to them and be like, you know, oh no, don't leave, they will come back to you because look at you and your dad and you love spending time with your family. I love my family. Yeah. And you know, I did actually say to you yesterday in the hair appointment, oh yeah, but just invite them around every exactly. Sunday. For and a, I loved you saying that, For Jen. a roast because yeah. they love it. Yeah. Yes, and I, for example, even still now, I don't need to eat anything in my parents' pantry. I go there every single time and open the pantry and see what's in it. I don't eat anything out of the fridge or the pantry, yeah. but I have to check in there. Yeah. And that's what Sonny will start doing. And you will, it will frustrate you. And yes, he will fill up his bag with some of your food every so often. Mm. But that's the thing. When they move out young, you want to still support them in a way, but you can't look after them the way you used to. No. And I feel like realizing now that must have been how we do it. So I left when I was... 17 mm -hmm. I still went home every weekend mm. and they'd feed me and I would fill up my bag with some goodies and then I'll go back home to my flat and it's quite interesting to think about it now and, and you're 27 and you've traveled and you still want to hang out with your family you know and that is really really inspirational to me because that's what I want my family to be like I want my family to always want to spend time with us and hang out and have meals. And you are just so, it, it, honestly, you've, I'm not just saying it, you've really made me feel 100% better about the whole, the whole thing that's going to happen with Sunny moving out and Tessa. And I just think just the New Zealand, that culture of you all go, you go traveling, you go and do your OE and, you know, overseas, is it? Overseas experience, is that what it stands yeah, your, your for? Yeah, your OE is what we call it. Yeah. What does that stand for? Overseas, overseas experience, yeah. yeah. And you go and do that and you travel the world and then you come back to New Zealand and you're back in this lovely Yeah, and bring, bring these great ideas back from yeah. the world and implement them over here. Yeah. New Zealand's changed so much in even 12 years that we've been here. Yeah. You know? And you think, oh, you can't get that here. Well, you can now. Yeah, exactly. Someone's yeah. gone over there and thought, that's a good idea. So it's great. I just love that. And it's just making my brain is ticking. And it's just, you know, and thinking, you know, just, yeah. As you, a, can, you can say one thing in Sonny's defense, though. That he did say that when he, he said, can I still come back on Sundays and have pancakes? Oh, and yeah. Can I come <laughs> and have pizza and movie nights? And it was just like, well, why are you going? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's no, but this is it. When you, you want them to move, you need them to grow. It's the independence. It's the same with um, then your daughter make her dinner mm. it's about he needs to move out to expand himself and he's going to grow so much mm. like he's and he's going to come back to you and he needs to be able to feel he can come back if anything goes wrong yeah mm -hmm. you know so you can say 
you can leave, but the door's always open. Yeah. And my parents still say, if you ever need to come home, there's a bed. We'll make a bed if you need one, you That's know? That's right, yeah. So it's about being open and having, you know, sometimes they don't want to see you. He's going to go for a phase where he's not going to want to hang out with mm. you. But you just have to be like, come around on Sunday, we'll have dinner. Mm-hmm. And food's normally the best way to the heart as well. Yeah, you know? yeah definitely. <laughs> it really is. So if you want him to open up, or, and you'll know if there's something wrong, you can talk to him because yeah. he won't be eating all his food straight away no. or he'll want to communicate with you guys. Yeah. And I feel like that's the easiest way to feel like when he leaves, it doesn't mean he's leaving completely. Mm. He can always come back. Mm. And we'll... How did you get such a wise head for a 27-year-old? That's what I <laughs> want to know. But you do find that with a lot of Kiwi people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look in, they're always looking over things and you you see it. You're not just, you're not there with your head down. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. And you know what I think about New Zealand people as well is just they haven't, I mean, you are, you're exceptional, but even, you know, I I interviewed Laura, talked to Laura when she was Mm -hmm. built and she was only young, she was about... But you are you are one of the people that I think, wow, she's got it, you know. But you the New Zealanders seem to just have focus, yeah. don't they? Yeah. I don't know. They you you there's never that you know, like like me for instance. <laughs> I'm like you know, just like all over the place. Like just I don't know. It's just they did you just seem more ground just more oh, what's the word, Bri? Just more real settled, yeah. more yeah. real, more no, not real, no, but not just right. more no, just your fake Yeah. <laughs> no, like just, I don't know, more grounded. More grounded, maybe. It's, it's just a roundness. Roundness. It? It's, it's a roundness yeah. in I don't your know. mind that's just, yeah. And we did used to see that in, anyway, I'm going on now, but I was going to say you did used to see that in the older generation. Like, you know, you maybe it's just there's too much going on in life. I don't know. I don't know. That's a different conversation. Yeah. Life, life happens and you can't control it. No. And I feel you just have to take your wins and carry on enjoy it enjoy mm. life while you can mm. and I feel like everyone in New Zealand feels that you know like we're well we're very lucky at the moment but we've always felt we can do anything we've got this beautiful we have nature it's very spiritual here as well I find quite interesting while traveling realizing we talk about being grounded quite a lot and yeah I think it could just be is it out is it in, in our culture is it our nature is it just where we are mm. it's interesting it is yeah it is I don't want you to go and live in Bristol I want you to stay here forever <laughs> so Jen I'm definitely going to have you back because I know that people are going to absolutely love this episode I've loved talking to you I know you've got an Instagram page um that people can because I know people are going to want to follow you after this like you know because they're going to be interested in you and so what's your where do you find you on Instagram? So my Instagram, I've got two, but we'll just start with one. So Jennifer Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. So J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, Jason, J-A-Z-O-N-L-E-E. Mm-hmm. And that's my Instagram page. Okay. And that's currently my here one, but I do have a traveling one, but they're linked together, so it's okay. easy to find me. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you just <sighs> I love you. I really do. Thanks so much for coming on. And like I say, if you are coming to New Zealand and you're thinking, I'm not going to get a decent haircut, because that's a big thing, isn't it? It is a worry. Yeah. Especially if you're coming, or anyone, they all, you always have your own hairdresser, don't you? And you're like, oh no, you know, like mine was Matt in Bath. I loved him. And it was like, I dreaded not having that person. And I just think you are just the best 
hairdresser in New Zealand. So I really do. I just think I just think you're amazing. What I love about you when I come to have my haircut is you're like, I know what I'm going to do with you. you. For start, you've got a fantastic memory, and you're like, oh, you know, <laughs> how's that dog that you stroked the other day in the street list? You know, just like you've got a brilliant memory, but you also just just take you you oh you're just calm and you just you know what to do and you're not one of these people that go so what do you think that what do you think because if anyone else is like me you just want your hairdresser to say I think we should do this I think this is going to really suit you and you do that and it's just lovely so if you are listening to this and you need a decent haircut and a good haircut please go down to Jen Ravel at KN Collab you're going to be packed now Jen (laughs) (laughs) thank you Um, I'd love to have you back I'd love to carry on the conversation because I feel like we've got so much more to talk about but until then thank you so so much Jen for coming on and um, I'll speak to you soon yay thank you so much for having me Liz thank you bye darling bye Bye. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the podcast. We have loved having you here. If you guys could subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh yeah, that would be nice. That would be absolutely amazing. And make sure to share the podcast with your friends. And if you'd like to hop over to the blog, find one of the little boxes that ask you to drop your email. I will send you a newsletter every week letting you know when we have released our new podcast. That will go straight into your (laughs) inbox. So it's www.itsadrama.com. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you next week for another podcast. Look forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.